We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal just for that me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. All right, welcome back to an all-new episode of Come On Down, the game show podcast, hosted by me, John Baker. And me, Mr. San Diego. Mr. San Diego? Yeah. So you're the dad hey, of real talk, Carmen San Diego? Real talk, uh-huh. my wife has been missing for such a long time. Oh, wow. I feel like I'm about to find her. Uh-huh. And she jumps continents. <laughs> I cannot afford to chase my wife around the world. If anybody has any information about where she is, I would love to have her come back and continue our beautiful life that I thought we both enjoyed. All right. So today on the show, we I think I think this is a first for us because we have in the previous time what in the underworld no previous time underworld is like hell okay um in the past you might even say why is there so much noise going on in your house right now uh we decided to buy our pup a toy that is us the similar weight of a five pound dumbbell <laughs> so five pounds a five pound Instead dumbbell. Of the, how much is it weigh it weighs similarly to a five pound dumbbell right so how tall how tall are you I'm too, I'm similar to a five foot ten uh, wildebeest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. If you put a whole bunch of five pound dumbbells that equal about five foot ten inches, that's how much <laughs> okay. I am. Um. So anyway, this we've done in the past. Like we did Nick Arcade, which mm-hmm. was a show featuring video games. Yes. We've done many shows, including like we talked about one versus one hundred. Mm-hmm. How that had a, an Xbox game right that was really fun to play i think but i think this is the first time we've done a game show based on a video game yes is that accurate i wouldn't call it i would call it a computer game you wouldn't call a computer game a video game no were there because video video video? i feel like video games i guess video games were a thing but i never really called it a video game I think a video game is just like, or a computer game is just an old person's way of saying video game. Yeah. What are you playing those computer games again? I would, I would call Carmen San Diego absolutely a computer game. Okay. Today we're going to be talking about where in the world is Carmen San Diego. Do you know? At the end of this episode, my co-host here, John Baker, will be playing a short version of Where in the World is Carmen San Diego. Oh, is that true? Yes, it I'm is. I'm excited. So, before we get started, I guess we have an ad. We do? I'll read it now. Sure. Qs.docx. That's the one? Didn't need to didn't need to say the title of the of the file. Got it. Our game show today is driven by the insatiable need for knowledge. It drives innovation and keeps societies moving forward. Questions are the coal that feed the fire of engines responsible for constant forward motion, just like the Lusitania. Didn't the Lusitania sink killing over a thousand people? Great question. My answer? Gotta break a couple eggs to make an omelet. And today's sponsor has a book chock full of life's greatest questions, the ultimate book of questions. Questions like what? Why? Who said that? Socrates. 
and every three to five year old. It has other questions like, is the moon made of cheese? Have you ever sensed that our soul is immortal and never dies? Who stole the cookie from the cookie jar? Would you rather read minds or accurately predict the future? Ooh. Come on down, listeners. Receive 10% off their first order with a code, where in the world is my discount code? The ultimate book of cues. Begin your knowledge journey towards the land of answers. Answers not included. So the book is just a bunch of questions <laughs> with no answers. <laughs> that is correct. Okay. I, uh... Conversation starters, if you will. Last night, the night of before us The night of the this. before time? Yes. <laughs> a night in the before time. I watched a film on amazon prime called the tomorrow war film is kind of like what an old dumbass geezer would call a movie i watched this film called the tomorrow war on amazon with mr pratt yes it's got chris pratt it's got other people as well <laughs> it's not just a, a one-man show or anything like sure. that there are other people uh-huh. and they have names i'm sure they do um, both first and last names probably yeah like the chick from glow <laughs> She has four names, so she must Betty be Gilpin. Betty Gilpin oh, okay. is her name. Ooh, and, don't, I wouldn't say her name and again. It's a bad name. Yvonne Strahovski, for example. Cool name. And um, that funny black guy. Yikes. <laughs> what? Also, he has four names. <laughs> four names, exactly. <laughs> um, and the fat guy from Love on Netflix. Okay. Anyway, it's a movie. It involves a war in the future and some time travel situations. So a great title. And so it got me thinking about things. Mm-hmm. And like uh, this, this book of questions seems to have had a lot of the same questions that I had after last night. Who stole the cookie from the cookie jar? Yeah, stuff like that. And like, uh, you know, we're probably all just a, a simulation of some more advanced race than us. And, and we're all just... So we're the avatars of a race that's more advanced so, right, right, right and we're all okay. just rats in a cage and uh the the robots is that, the cage the earth or our solar system yeah i guess like what whatever we live in i don't know okay and then i was trying to communicate this with my wife and then i got kicked out of the bedroom because i was being a down because this was in the middle of sex <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> It's, it's you, got, you literally got kicked out of the bedroom. I did get kicked out of the bedroom because I was being, I was being a downer. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Oh, that's so funny. I mean, I love how like you like go to your wife and you say, "I'm not feeling great. Uh, I'm having some serious <laughs> thoughts about some existential the, shit." Yeah, is going on. And right she's now. like, um, "Be funny or get the fuck out." <laughs> that's pretty much how it goes. So, before we hop into Carmen Sandiago, mm-hmm. I do have some breaking news that about, has just come across my desk. About? Game show related news. Okay. That has just come across my desk. Breaking. Sources are reporting to us. Mm-hmm. Some of our top sources are reporting mm-hmm. that Rodney Alcala... You may know him as the dating game killer. Mm. Has passed away in prison on death row. Moment of silence. <laughs> yeah, he was he was waiting to die. Mm-hmm. And he did. 
And I don't think they were ever going to kill him. Who's they? The state. Oh, okay. Because you remember he did all this stuff in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And it's the 20s of the next century now. Right. And he still wasn't dead until a couple days ago. Sure. But now he is. Thank God. Rest in peace. Wait, I hope what? you have a very peaceful rest. No, in no, no. In no. the Lord of uh, no, he, in the he, kingdom he, of he heaven. like raped and murdered a bunch of women. Right. And so peacefully sleep in the kingdom of heaven. All right. So Rodney Alcala, you're dead now. And I believe there's a Netflix show. Did we already talk about this? About the dating game killer? Yeah. Is there? Did mm-hmm. you watch it? No, because I already lived it. I saw it. Talked about it. Okay. <laughs> a little worried there. <laughs> so anyway, on to today's show. Now that we've got the depressing news. Yeah. If it, Honestly, if all our listeners acted similarly than, uh, than according, uh, with that your wife what? did... That your wife did? We'd be kicked out of the We'd be kicked right out now. of the, yeah. Yeah, with that downer news. Mm-hmm. So, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? That's the $40,000 question. That's it? And if you're 12, come on the show and figure it out for $40,000. <laughs> no, for like a Walkman. Oh. Um, so, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego was a video game, a computer game. Thank you. If you will. Uh, you will. A computer game released in 1985 by... Broderbund, which fakely translates to Band of Brothers. Ooh. That uh, it's... It's a show on HBO. Yes. It's kind of a German slash Dutch sounding made up word (laughs) that is supposed to kind of mean Band of Brothers. Okay. Broderbund. But it was uh, an educational computer game software creator developer they made like reader rabbit and things like that as well love that when he got in the briar patch that was Briar rabbit he had to he had to read his way out of it (laughs) yeah (laughs) before the fox came and got him so this game was originally being created as um a chasing thieves type of game and it was it was inspired by some other kind of computer interface types of games at the time. You got to remember in the 1980s, we didn't really have the computer technology right. that we have today. A lot of the computers at home were just text interfaces. It was, uh, you know, MS-DOS looking yeah. command line type of stuff. The the Macintosh with like the mouse moving around and clicking on the desktop was only released the year before this in 1984. The real magic came on little circles. They looked like if you were to take donuts and smash them down. And those were called Sidaroms. Yeah, I think this probably came on like a floppy disk, though. No way. Yeah. Are you sure about that? I bet you it did. I'm going to look it up. The 80s? For, I think for sure. I think CD-ROM games probably weren't until like the 90s at some point. I mean, CDs existed I guess as I a played form this of music. In the 90s i guess yeah probably I probably wasn't playing this when i was you probably four. weren't playing this in 1985 the year before you were born mm, no so i was playing don't die in this womb yeah so they were working on a way to kind of chase thieves with a word-based 
interface where you're answering questions mm. to try and track these thieves down. One of the more senior people at the company said, well, what if we made it a geography thing where you're chasing them around the world and then we could work out a deal with the uh, the World Almanac and include a copy of the World Almanac in the box. The so, World Almanac, I feel like, is always seeping into stuff. <laughs> I mean, they've got their grimy little fingers and everything. They're kind of like the... Uh, the Freemasons or the Illuminati in that way. This definitely was on floppy disks. Yeah. And you can get one through five for Windows, DOS 3.5 for $14.99 on eBay. Pretty solid deal. Pretty solid deal. And we didn't even have to get paid to promote that one. <laughs> so this game morphed into Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, a geography-based computer game in which Carmen Sandiego is like the top thief in the world. And you never see her eyes. She's got a hat. Giving a red her a nice hat. little disguise. Mm -hmm. And she's got a nice red overcoat as well. Right. I would say probably would stick out like a sore thumb in any um, group of people. Nah, you can't find her. And she was the lead of an organization known as Vile. Mm-hmm. And Vile, of course, was an acronym that stood for Very International Lesbian Executive. Kind of close. <laughs> it stood for Villains International League of Evil. Oh, okay. Which is, seems like a really forced thing that they came up with after they came up with Vile. <laughs> because Villains International is kind of a weird way to phrase that. Yeah. International Villain or yeah. International Society of Villains or something like that. Yeah. So Villains International League of Evil, Vile. And they were being tracked down by the Acme Detective Agency, of which you, the player, were a de facto member. Yeah. And there were geography-based clues where you had to figure out, oh, I bet you they're in this country. And then you had to track down. You were basically, there was a warrant and your goal was to fill out the warrant in order to place an arrest of one of these henchmen from Vile. Mm -hmm. You're Dog the Bounty Hunter. Exactly. But international, and you get a whole lot. First, who's paying for these trips? For the Acme or for the Vile? For the Acme. The, the United States government? Their employers. Their so they're, Acme. They're clients. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> they're th the world because they're stealing stuff from all over the world. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Can you imagine being a client and you're there for the quarterly meeting and you're and they're like, ah, oh, we haven't found her. She skipped us again. And you're like, it's been three years. I've sunk millions of dollars into you finding this mm -hmm. lady and you can't find her. Because she's the best heist woman in the world. Heist woman. Coming to Nickelodeon. I'd watch it. Speaking of watch it, this, uh, this of course, developed into multiple video games, computer games. Thank you. Over the years. And then in 1991, it became a game show. Finally. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Also was the name of the game show. I mean, you can't title it anything else than that. Carmen Hunter, 
Wow. Headhunter. Like, uh, I feel like you got to keep that brand alive. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego was the name of the show. And the thing about this show, and I feel like there's a tendency to say this about a lot of 80s and 90s stuff because it was a weird time. Why are you holding your microphone like that? What do you mean? (laughs) You have your four fingers on one side and the other four fingers on the other side as if, oh, because is it dipping? No. Okay. You just just weirdly grasp. I'm just doing stuff. Okay. So this, I I was saying you, you can say this about a lot of stuff. From the 80s and 90s. But I think it's never been more true than with this game show. Watching this is in many ways like a fever dream. A very strange Mm -hmm. fever dream. But a really good fever dream that's coherent. It has got to be the weirdest game show that we've talked about so far. And we've talked about some weird Japanese shit. Yeah. This game... Because every episode told a story. You're trying to catch a specific henchman Mm -hmm. of vile and solve a specific crime. So every episode told that story from right off the bat, like before the contestants or gumshoes are introduced. Yeah. And they've got weird costumes on. They're in the Acme agency yeah there's little skits that happen all throughout there's little animated segments that happen all throughout there's rockapella Mm -hmm. which and they probably don't sing the entire time they sing the entire time there is no music score on the game show that is not performed by rockapella every all of the thinking music all of the transition music Mm -hmm. obviously the where in the world is Garmin San Diego? All of that, all Rockapella, all the time. All greatness. And some of the question rounds are also just like an original tune by Rockapella set to this Beatles song about this mystery. Mm-hmm. And there are clues in their song that you have to used to suss out what the next location to check is so like i said a lot of weird stuff there are three contestants between like the ages of nine and 13 they this was filmed in new york so they kind of just cast from local uh middle schools yeah in the area had them take a test they had them take a geography test and it, yeah, i guess if you did good enough on the geography test mm-hmm. you might be on where in the world is Carmen San Diego? The game show. Right. And if you did bad, they would feature you as one of the uh, idiot henchmen that was going all around the <laughs> yeah, world. That's true. Like Patty Larceny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So they started doing this show in 1991 because there was a National Geographic survey that showed that Americans were real fucking dumb. And bad at geography. Okay, that, yeah. So one in four Americans surveyed could not locate the Pacific Ocean on a map. That's it. I thought you were going to say something more specific like Liberia. No, no, no. The Pacific Ocean. One of the four oceans of (laughs) the world. Uh One that we've got at least um, one, two, three, five U.S. states in contact with. Mm -hmm. The people couldn't identify where that was also at the time you got to remember this is cold war times where for the last 
40, 50 years, we've been in constant fear of the Soviet Union uh, murdering us all. USSR. Um, yes, the, the USSR. And also one in four people could not point at that on a map. Also, it's just like because it was also just the giant country at the top of <laughs> all of Asia and Europe. Uh-huh. And people could not identify where that was, where the country that we've spent the last 40 years fearing was located on the map. I, I do have a quick confession. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was one of those people that didn't know where the Pacific Ocean was. I kept switching Pacific and Atlantic when we were first learning about geography. And so the way I remembered it is there were AP classes that smart kids would take. I was not a smart kid. So you flip it. So it's PA for me. (laughs) Is this a real thing? It is a real thing. (laughs) I always remember where the Pacific Ocean is because it is not AP. So it's like, because in your mind, you're looking at the earth and it's to the left of America. Correct. So it's first. Yes. That's kind of funny. And then, so if if you have the tournament map upside down, I can't find it. (laughs) Can't find it. That's funny. Uh, But also, yeah, you were a child, and we're talking about the entire population, 25%. Sure, okay, yeah. Couldn't do this. So they decided, we need to figure out a way to educate kids by tricking them with TV shows. With fun stuff. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So they made this TV show in 1991. It aired on PBS from 91 to 96. It was hosted by Greg Lee, who is known for hosting Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. Right. He also was originally cast in news radio. Oh, wow. He They filmed the pilot with him in it. And then after the pilot, they fired him and recast him with Joe Rogan. And that Ooh. was how we got Joe Rogan. Because Greg Lee wasn't good enough on yeah. news radio. But it aired for 295 episodes across those five years. Won seven daytime Emmy Awards. Pretty impressive, if I do say so myself. Yeah. And it introduced a character. And also a Peabody. A Peabody Award. It did win a Peabody Award. That's more impressive to me. Than a daytime Emmy. I feel like Peabody's really hard to win. Yeah, there, there are not like... Like you either a have thousand to write of them given out a year like there are with the Emmys. <laughs> yeah. So it introduced the chief of the Acme Detective Agency. Yeah. Played by Lynn Thigpen. And she was great. And she was so popular from this show that they then incorporated her into the future computer games. Oh, that's cool. So there wasn't a chief character originally, but then in the future games, like they had her record like cutscenes and things like that to incorporate into the games because she became so popular from this. Also, this show was big and this game series was big because of a word that we talk a lot more about now than we did in the eighties and early nineties, which rape is rape culture. <laughs> what? <laughs> is the that sh- not the word? No, no, I did not know where you were going. With no, that. I was going to say, uh, inclusivity. Oh, okay. Inclusivity. Right. The chief, Lynn Thigpen, was an African-American woman. Mm-hmm. Black woman, I think we would say, instead of African-American. Hold on, let me look it up real quick. What she identified as? Yeah. Um, 
And Carmen Sandiego was obviously a white woman, Hispanic woman. No, she wasn't. Carmen Sandiego. But they never, uh, they never used her his, Hispanic. Uh, I couldn't see her eyes, so I didn't know. <laughs> That's why they they never really talked about that. As you know, well, I mean, she's Hispanic, so of course she'll turn to a life of crime. Oh, they didn't do that. Yeah. So. And then there was also a lot of... Also, what is her crime? What is her crime? What is the crime that she does? Stealing. What? Everything. Anything. That's something we're going to talk about. Is it similar to where uh, Patty Larson stole... A town? Yep. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yes. Anything. Just by taking a picture of it. Classic works of art. Things like that. Okay. National treasures... So the like the DVD most closely copy. guarded. <laughs> okay. So Lynn Thigpen, she was the chief. Um, she, unfortunately, as seems to be a theme of famous people from game shows over the last two weeks, her brain exploded and killed her in 2003. Are you serious? She also had a massive brain hemorrhage. Just like Grant Imahara. Hmm. And she was on a game show that dealt with a lot of questions mm. and using her brain. Yeah. Too much curiosity. Too much curiosity. Too much curiosity. Kill humans. So the game started with obviously the introduction of that week's henchmen, and they would reuse them all the time. They didn't have to come up with 295 new punny yeah. henchmen like who would want to write like a new thing every single week like a, a totally every single week, a though. totally new original thing so you, you think you could come up with 300 characters henchmen of the vile organization and then animate Easy. them all and well we didn't talk about that well that's a, that's another aspect okay, of it well, you have to have a character model that's I'll animated write your names and... for you so there are three contestants they each start for seemingly no reason whatsoever, with 50 Acme books. And it's important to mention that there's seemingly no reason whatsoever, because if you miss questions, you don't lose money or anything like that. Yeah. It's just, for some reason, the baseline, and and it's not like the amount of money, the amount of Acme books you get determines any real money that you get. So the 50 just exists for no reason. It's just get the most at the end. You've got some, yeah, exactly. The only goal is to have the most points at the end. And you're not losing the points most for missing questions. Yeah, the most Acme bucks. I'm sorry. So I can't say I fully understand unless it's just like a psychological thing. Like kids don't want to feel like they have zero. So yeah. let's give them something. Sure. So everybody started with 50 Acme bucks. And then there were uh, multiple choice, three choice questions that were geography based. Um it, it it would uh, it would always be a very long question because it would have several clues mm-hmm. contained within the question that would be like in this city where Benjamin Franklin discovered electricity Philadelphia okay but could you calm down for a second cuz okay. there are like other clues oh okay there's a lot of brotherly love and Pennsylvania a bell that has a little crack in it. Liberty, Kansas. Maybe you could hide in that crack if you're a criminal or something like that. And then it would be like, is the, is Patty in Washington, D.C.? No. New York City? No. Or Philadelphia? Correct. 
and I'd like to wager 50 bucks. <laughs> okay. There's no, no, you get 10 bucks if okay. you get it correct. Got it. Otherwise you get nothing. And they had little podium cards, cards with all three answers. And they had to each hold up their card with the back facing out. And then when it got to your turn, you would turn around to reveal what you guessed. Mm-hmm. And it was always funny, especially as an adult, as a very well-educated adult, yeah. incredibly smart genius level IQ adult it was funny to me when like the first two people would get the pretty obvious answer correct and then the third one would have the wrong answer and have to turn theirs over after already learning that it's the incorrect answer and kind of sheepishly like I guessed Mozambique and and then the host is like did you not hear that's wrong right I just told you I told you it was Philadelphia so I'm sorry. So out of New York, Philadelphia, and Washington D.C., this person answered Mozambique. You thought it was a trick question. <laughs> he crossed out one <laughs> yeah. of them and rode over in Mozambique. Ha ha! They won't get me. <laughs> I know where Ben Franklin discovered electricity. <laughs> a country. Not oh a city yeah, at all. that's what your American education taught you, Philadelphia. <laughs> so there were probably about three questions in the first round like this and then there was a break so that greg lee could check in with the chief yeah and he goes into the chief's office and there's what clearly appears to be a pre-recorded skit sure happens at this point in Mm -hmm. time and they talk about the case quote unquote a little bit and maybe offer a few more clues because ultimately you're trying to track this person down and find out where they are so that we can apprehend them yeah so there may be a little, a few more clues leading us in the direction of this person. Then there are things like they're promoting. If you write down what country the criminal is found in for five weeks in a row on a postcard, yeah. you can send it into their headquarters. And every day, five lucky people that got them all right will be selected and sent a Carmen Sandiego t-shirt. Oh, yeah. I'm going to look that up. And they also then announce the five people for that episode that were selected that will you be get getting your a name Sandi- on television. You get your name on the TV and the city that you live in so that you get your Carmen San Diego t-shirt. So they're promoting actively paying attention to the show and being involved, which is probably good. Um, and then, yeah, that will segue back into the next segment of the show. And keep in mind, this is like a four minute segment or something like that. It's oh, not yeah. like a quick, like, Oh, we're going to the chief's office here. Oh, I got the next clue. I'm coming back out. It was like a full on sketch. <laughs> yeah. And then they come back out or, Oh, but right before that, I believe was a lightning round where the questions are only five points. And each. it was buzzer. In. And it was buzzer in rather than having the cards there. They put them up on the screen and you had to buzzer in and it was much quicker questions instead of long stories leading you somewhere. Again, all geography-based questions. And so then after the chief's office, there were a few more questions. This is where we might get a musical segment from Rockapella, Rockapella. where they will give us a big song about um, the former USSR. (laughs) Yeah. Things like that. And then based on their big song, you had to answer a question about what country this person might be in at the time and then after this round the contestant with the lowest score is eliminated 
They but, are tarred, feathered, no, and kicked out the no, door. No, they're given like a a gumshoe travel bag. Oh. Which has like a Carmen Sandiego t-shirt and a couple things like that in there. And that's about it. <laughs> An all, another almanac. Yeah. Whatever it is. A couple cheap things, like 10 to $15 worth of stuff, I yeah. would say, is what they get. Yeah. And then we're down to the final like at that point, two contestants. I would be like, can I just take my Carmen bucks? Can I just take those? Yeah. Can we just turn that into real bucks? Yes. I'll gladly take $50 out uh-huh. of here. So at this point in the game, prior to uh, the third place person being eliminated, we've determined what country our crook is in. Mm-hmm. Generally, the United States. Look at these billionaires building their spaceships to yeah. steal from all their underpaid workers so they can go on in space. This Patty is hanging out with one of her billionaire friends who just got back from space in a spaceship by the that way, looked like a caca By the way, yeah. quote unquote space. Sure. Jeff Bezos. How high have you been? Thirty-five thousand, like a fucking idiot. I've been pretty high, like a fucking idiot. Here's the thing about this, and I've said this to a few people already because it's upsetting to me. Oh, sure. I like space. I think it's cool. Mm -hmm. I'd like to go to space. Jeff Bezos, Mm -hmm. and probably Richard Branson. I don't really know. He's not American, so I don't care about him. But Jeff Bezos, he went up to space a week ago or something. Sure. And he went 66 miles above the surface of Earth. We live in Dallas area. Mm-hmm. Waco is 100 miles away. So I'm not impressed that he didn't even get further away than Waco is. Like I think if you really are in space, you're further away than any place I could be on Earth. But it's up. Yeah, but I don't know. It doesn't count. And the fact that in 1961, which was 60 years ago, based on my quick math. No. 60 years ago. Wouldn't it be 80 years ago? No. Oh, because 40. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. So in 1961, Alan Shepard, hero... Great man. He went up into space for nine hours. And the amount of technology that we had in 1961 is like a mechanical pencil, basically. That was the height of technology in 1961 was mechanical pencils. Dope. And Alan Shepard went up into space for nine hours. And 60 years later... Jeff Bezos is bragging about going into space for like three minutes. Here's the thing. Jeff Bezos played just the tip and he's bragging about losing his virginity. All right. This is, first of all, still lost your virginity. Eh. Second of all, nobody seems to understand what these flights were. They were an advertisement. For Amazon? 
When For Jeff Bezos himself, God Emperor Jeff? When you watch a commercial for a particular product, mm-hmm. does that commercial tell you everything about the product? How it's made? Who buys it? Does it give you the entire Wikipedia page for that product? Sometimes if it's like an infomercial. It just gives you a little snippet of the experience you could have if you use the product. That's what this was. It was a short three-minute commercial on a Snapchat at a Snapchat f- feed that you look at. It's it's a Sports Center Snapchat feed. Build a base on the moon or shut the fuck up. All right, <laughs> that's what I've got to say. Build a build a base on the on the moon. Yeah, wow. and then we can hide Carmen Sandiego and her henchmen there. Ooh, but. It wouldn't be where in the world is Carmen Sandiego. Where in space is Carmen Sandiego? See, that's just stupid because space is unending. Well, they built that game in 1998 or something like that because there have been like 25 of them now. Wow. So after the third place person is eliminated, we've now narrowed down what country our crook is in. Mm -hmm. And the, the chief comes on now. This part is weird to me because the chief comes on now to share some places in this country that the crook maybe is at. Mm -hmm. And it's basically just to highlight places of note in a country that we're probably not familiar with to this point. Like, oh, look at this cool statue in this town in this country. Look at this. Government built capital building and where that is, things like that. And so there are 15 of those things that are about to go up on the board. But the chief only talks to us about like four of them. Yeah. And those four have no additional significance other than those are the four that the chief talked about. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah, there's 10 or 11 more. I think it's to throw the kids off. As to what to guess. <laughs> because they're always going to guess one of those like ones like, that the chief talked chief about. Chief talks about Queen's Staircase yeah. a lot. And then you flip it over and it's just red footsteps, you fucking idiot kid. <laughs> because now what happens is there, these 15 places are up on the board. Sort of like a haphazard Jeopardy board. Yeah. And the two contestants alternate yelling out one of those places and then it flips over. And for 12 of those 15 things, it's just red footsteps, which mm-hmm. means nothing. And then under three of those things is the warrant. Mm. Which the, you should probably already had at the beginning. <laughs> before doing all of this. International hopping around. Yeah. The criminal mm-hmm. and the loot. So your job is to find those three things. And anytime, if you find one of them, you get a second guess on your turn. Yeah. However, you need to find the loot, the warrant, and the crook in that order. Mm. Why would the warrant not be first? Don't worry about it. Because once you found the loot, you go, oh, definitely guilty. There's loot here. Okay. So you have to, if you find the warrant and then you guess again and you correctly land on the loot and then you guess again and you correctly land on the crook too bad <laughs> it's the other person's turn now and they, <laughs> and they just have to do it in the right order <laughs> that sucks so 
once somebody has found the loot, every guess after that, you've got to guess the space with the loot on it first, just in case you get the other ones or whatever. So it's basically just not a very educational part of the show. No, no trivia involved or anything like that. It's just yelling Chance. names of things and hoping to see what you want to see underneath them. Yeah, which that is life sometimes. That is life sometimes. And whoever does that first wins the game. And the second place person now, they're eliminated. But So they, the game's over. This person has won. They beat the other contestant. Right. And then they get the prizes and go home. Hold on. The second place person now, they get the traveler bag. And like a Walkman or something, a tape player, mm-hmm. a, a radio, maybe. Mm-hmm. And that's their prize. And they're out. And the experience that they just And had. the experience and the knowledge that they've just acquired. Right. So now we've got our winner. And our winner, no, does not just leave. Because now mm-hmm. you've got a chance to find Carmen Sandiego herself. Wow. The leader of this ring of miscreants. Vile. She's the vile Vile. Queen. The vilest of them all. Yeah. Carmen Sandiego. You've got a chance to track her down. And so they basically go to what they call Carmen's World Map. And it is a big, gigantic map of a region of the world mm-hmm. on the floor. And the... Announcer, or I think the chief, yells out, Carmen's in one of these locations, and calls out like 10 to 12 locations that are on this map, Yeah, and they all get highlighted for a second as she says them. Very quickly. Very quickly. And now the gumshoe has 45 seconds to... Our host, Greg Lee, will then say, oh, she was last seen in this place. And it's one of the right. It's one of the places that was just mentioned and highlighted. And you've got to remember on this unmarked map which place that is. And you go put a little marker on it. A little marker? Okay. A four foot tall pole. With a police siren on top. With a police light on top of it. Because if it's right, then it flashes. And if it's wrong, he goes, nope, try again. Yep. And you try one more time. And if you're wrong again, move on. You next have to go question. To the next, one. next next location. Which don't you have to get all of them right in order to you win? You have to get seven of them right. Oh, okay. And I think or I think in season one it was seven, and then in the following seasons it was eight, maybe. Jeez. In 45 seconds, that's a lot. Especially like this episode that we're talking about where Patty Larson he stole a city with a camera. Correct. It was Africa. And boy, that is a hard one for mm-hmm. geography. That it's is be, one it's that mainly I, because of uh, how many. Um, there are so countries. many countries in Africa. It is absurd. And also the names don't make it easier. Right. And just due to the nature of Africa, aside from like the northernmost countries and South Africa, there are not many countries in Africa that are involved in geopolitics. So you don't interact with them much if you're not in them. Yeah. So it's hard for most people outside of Africa to know where these countries are, I think. And I feel the same way about like Southeast Asia, where there's like a billion countries oh, all absolutely. on top of each other also. Sure. I'm like, I, I don't America know. America too. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> North America, there's like three. I don't even, how am I supposed to keep track? <laughs> so 
it's tricky. It's there's a like I mean, forty five seconds. If you've got to get eight, you've got six seconds per. You've got to really like not also, be missing these. This map is large. You got to run across it. There's you have to cover a lot. You've of got space. little ten year old legs. Yeah, and you're holding a big pole. Yeah, why are you holding a dumbbell? <laughs> five pounds. <laughs> it's a four foot. It's like uh, four feet worth of five pound dumbbells <laughs> with a light on top. <laughs> so it's very tricky. But if you do complete the goal then you get to go anywhere you want in north america on which a trip, you have written down which you, before yes you had before you started a competition you had to write it down and they hide it away in a little box and then if you lose disregard that we never even look at it again mm. but if you win they pull it out of the box and they say you're going to blow unless your parents say no you can't go yeah. there you know because you're 11 at best right so that is the entire format of the game show. It was, and this is the same of the computer game as well as the game show. The crimes are often absurd, mm-hmm. ridiculous. So this episode, because there's a lot of puns involved in this all the time, this episode that we're talking about was called The Williams Burglary. Mm-hmm. And this was, so at the beginning... We get some backstory on Colonial Williamsburg, which is a cool little place. That you know, had slaves. They did mention... That chief gets to tell you about. They did mention the slave part mm-hmm. uh, without really going into detail about why they were mentioning the slave part. Mm-hmm. But they did mention that there were slaves there in the 15, 16, 1700s. And for some reason, Patty didn't steal those. <laughs> Whoa. So... Then, so they, they talk about the history of, of Williamsburg and how in, you know, I guess the late 1800s or something like that, it kind of became col- colonial Williamsburg where the people there live like it's the 16 or 1700s. Mm-hmm. And so you go to visit it on, I went there on a school trip in eighth grade. From New York? From here. Oh, what? How? Because like after eighth grade, Were there was... Were you in PA classes? <laughs> After eighth grade, there was a uh, oh a Washington D.C. trip that you could go to for your social studies or something like that. I did not go to that. I did, and part of it we went to Colonial Williamsburg. There was only like maybe fifteen of us that went. I I think there were maybe a couple different trips. There was like fifteen on the one that I went to. I want to say something like that. Less than twenty, more than ten. Yeah. So. They t- tell us about Colonial Williamsburg, and then they say that Patty Larceny went there with her camera, and she wasn't just taking pictures. She was taking them for good, and so she stole all of the stuff in Colonial Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking courthouses, homes, trees. Yep. She stole it all. She and left we've got to track sand, her. ground, and the sky. And she is traveling all over the world with Colonial Williamsburg in tow at the moment. In a photo album. In a photo album. They did clarify that it's in her photo album. Mm-hmm. And we needed to recover that photo album so we can get all these people that are stuck in there out. Yeah. So very weird crimes. Um, which, again, is another aspect of how weird this show was. Yeah. Because we, that's the premise we're set up. This is an educational show. We are learning. We are teaching. And the first thing we teach is that you can take photos to steal people's souls, basically. (laughs) 
That's the first thing that we're teaching. Yeah. Is that you can have a museum if you want it. Just stolen just by taking take a picture, a picture of it. and use your imagination. So very, very weird aspect of the show. Um, also interesting. So this debuted in 1991. It was filmed the first season, and in between them, like completing filming and it starting airing, we had the dissolution of the USSR and Yugoslavia. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the quote unquote correct answers on the show when it aired were incorrect <laughs> by that point. Yeah. So then they started recording uh, that would air at the end of the episode, a little disclaimer from the chief about how all of these questions were right at the time of recording. <laughs> Things change quickly. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of funny that. This whole geography show, the first season, was all entirely inaccurate. Yeah. Because a major, massive world event happened in the couple months it took to get on the air. So, like I said, this lasted for several seasons. It won Emmy Awards. It won a Peabody. Lynn Thigpen got put into the video games. And then there was a touring live show as well. Mm. Which, I guess the smart thing about that is you can do the same crime Every time because you're in a new city. Ooh. And so the people are only seeing it if they attend it live. And, you know, you didn't probably, uh, you're not like, it's not like a fish tour yeah. where you're following them around the nation to see what's going on with Carmen San Diego in this location. So well, it's like the people in Biloxi get the same show as yeah. the people in Greensboro. And I mean, that's how musicians matter. do it. You're not hearing different songs that's every they, single They don't time. write new music before every show and that's unfair that it's that easy for them right so that was the way the carmen san diego live show worked as well i'm i'm sure there in 1994 fox started an animated show called where on earth is carmen san diego which was just a cartoon about acme teenage detectives trying to track down carmen san diego and her henchmen around the world Mm -hmm. um and you know trying to be educational in the show as well. Then, after the end of Where in the World's Carmen San Diego in 1996, in 1997, they made Where in Time is Carmen San Diego game show. Stop it. So this one, they found out, okay, we're getting better at geography as a nation, but we're real bad at history still. Oh, that'd be real bad at telling time. <laughs> yeah. What? T- uh, where in time is Carmen San Diego? 430. So this was all historical stuff. And again, they, they headed this one off at the past before they started. Make sure episode one, they had a disclaimer that all this stuff was accurate at the time of recording in case history changed yeah. in the meantime. So this show aired for 115 episodes over two seasons. So still quite a bit of where in time is Carmen Sandy got there. But Rockapella was replaced on no. this one. So that's not cool. With what? Um, it was just kind of like a house band. Unbelievable. I'm sorry. Emo Capella? Yeah, it was Emo Capella in nineteen ninety-six or seven. <laughs> and uh Greg Lee was replaced by a guy named Kevin Shinnick. Because Greg Lee went on to do News Radio 2.0. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. He was still searching for his star. 
chasing, chasing that moment in the spotlight. The star was his Carmen. But of course, Lynn Thigpen returned as the chief. Yeah. Can't replace the chief. Cannot replace the chief. She was essential to the show. So that aired for two seasons. It was fairly similar in format, except it was historical-based questions rather than geography-based questions. I think we all think of Carmen Sandiego as a geography teacher more than anything else. Although there were, over the course of the years, in the games, because there was a wear-in-time game in like 1989, so almost a decade before this show came out, yeah. because they had to uh, you know, crank these things out as quickly as possible. At one point, here's a weird little trivia fact about it, they had the idea of, okay, well, we'll, do, we'll work with uh, state-level educators and we will have different state versions of the game because they, they had like, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Where in the U.S. is Carmen Sandiego? Where in Europe is Carmen Sandiego? Things like that, additions. And so they said, oh, we'll make one for each state and the state level educators can then teach about their state history and geography through this game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had a whole curriculum with it and a guide, a teaching guidebook that went along with it that would go out to the teachers at the schools and things like that. And so they made... Where in North Dakota is Carmen San Diego? And then they never made any single other state. Why would you start there? I don't know. There's like three cities in North Dakota. I don't know. But there is a there is a computer game out there. It is very rare. It was thought to be lost. I think for a long period of time, people didn't know it existed. It was lost to history. It has since been uncovered. There are three copies of it known to be in existence mm. at this point in time. Where in North Dakota Whoa. is Carmen Sandiego? A Dang real it. live computer game made by Broderbund. So I thought that was so weird and funny. Yeah. Um, in around 2000, the turn of the century, Carmen Sandiego became passe. Mm. It, uh, they stopped making their dozens of computer games at that point. I think... The the rights to it got passed around to, to different people and things like that. Kind of disappeared off the map, if you will. Uh-oh. And then in 2017, Netflix announced, we're going to make a new Carmen Sandiego cartoon. And so they've made, as of this year, four seasons. I believe this was the fourth and final season of a Netflix cartoon that was just called Carmen San Diego. Yeah. And the twist to this one, not a big fan of. She's white. <laughs> yeah. No, she's good. So why are you chasing her? So Carmen San Diego, well, it's not called Where in the World is Carmen San Diego. It's just called Carmen San Diego. Sure. Okay. And she's the main character. Uh-huh. And she was uh, adopted. She was. She was born with the name Black Sheep, mm. and she was adopted by the Vile organization Okay, and raised by them on Vile Island. <laughs> and then as she came of age, she started to realize, hey, we're doing some bad shit here. I'm not on board. So she reverse rumspringered. She, re- she reverse Rumspringered. Exactly. That's how they describe it in the children's cartoon <laughs> as well, as a reverse Rumspringer. And so she is working to 
undo all of these thefts by stealing stuff from Vile and replacing it back to where it's supposed to go. And there's still kind of Acme on the periphery, and they don't know that she's good. So she's Robin Hood now. Yeah, exactly. She's Robin Hooding okay. Vile. Okay. And it's all about her. So there are four seasons of the show on mm. Netflix. You can watch right now. You can also watch Where on Earth is Carmen San Diego, the 90s cartoon, on Paramount Plus. Ooh. Unfortunately, the game shows don't exist on any streaming service for some reason. I don't know why they look great. So you've got to go to YouTube to track those down. But and there's guess a, what? It's worth it. There's a good number of episodes that you can find on YouTube. Not 295 seven-time Emmy award-winning episodes, but there are episodes out there on YouTube that you can track down and really educate yourself on what geography was as of the early 90s, at least. And I don't know how much has changed. Probably not a lot. Geography? How are you well, with geography? Well, you don't I'd know where the North oceans Dakota are. North Dakota doesn't exist anymore. Well, obviously that one. That's a big one. Uh, not great. Um, a you, couple you, years ago, our friends, the our friends invited us over uh, to go to a 4th of July party that she does every year. And she has fun little games and somebody comes out first, second or third winner and, and they win prizes. Right. One of the games was to write down as many states as you possibly could in the United States. So you had a blank. How much time do you have? Uh, I think you had two minutes. I can I could probably get most of them. That's cool. So I got uh, thirty one, uh-huh. and then I made funny names based on the shapes of those states uh, because I felt like you could picture the shape. Oh wait, you 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 had a map. You it had a map. Just, oh, oh okay. So it had the uh, map blank. You know, just a whole a outline of the states. Got it. And yeah. you had to write in there. Uh huh. So yeah, I made funny names because I felt so insecure about only being able to do thirty of them. Uh huh. And because that's barely 50%. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. And so when she was reading out the results, uh, she said, and this person, you know, wins for funniest names. uh, But, you know, they got 30 right. And David Allison goes, what? And uh, I felt really bad because. So did you get the least right? Oh, by far. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was like a tie (laughs) between like 49 and 47. Oh. Or not a tie, but that's like, yeah. How do you feel about that? Oh, I feel terrible. Okay. Yeah, I feel bad. All right. So on on the heels of that, Mm -hmm. why don't we go into a lightning round? It's a lightning round. You're going to put a giant lightning symbol right here. There's going to be a big lightning bolt. It's going to crash down. Yes. Okay. Welcome to lightning round. We are going... As I just bragged about how I can name all the states, now I'm going to get put to the test. Well, this one is... You have 10 seconds to name all the states. Jesus. (laughs) Alabama, Alaska, Alabama, Arkansas. (laughs) Uh, Did you say Alabama twice? No. Okay. I I hope not. Uh, Where... In the world... Is Carmen San Diego? I don't know. Is Carmen San Diego? I'm going to give you a, a, a little story. Carmen's going to jump across the world. Okay. And I'm going to uh, have a little clue in there. And I need you to tell me where uh, in the world is Carmen San Diego. And then we're going to end with a little quick double lightning round. Can you do it in acapella form? No, okay. I cannot. If we had, you know, the tools to do... What what T Pain uses, auto tune. Mm-hmm. Okay, then we might be able to. Okay, Carmen 
is in the country that has the most natural lakes. Is that it? That's all. That's my that's whole the first photo? one. This is where she's starting her journey. Oh, and I have to guess what this country is. Correct. The country that has the most natural lakes. It is like a large country. This is not. Okay. Yeah. How many lakes? The most. Okay. Um, I will tell you is on the left side of a map. Is on the left side of a map. South America or North America. Okay. Um, I'm going to guess the United States. Canada. Canada. Oh, that makes sense, I right, guess. Yeah. It's so fucking giant. Yeah. Uh, she then hopped south and toured Machu Picchu in this country. Peru. Correct. The heat got to Carmen and she cooled down in the state with the motto, North to the Future. A state? Like a United State? State? Mm-hmm. North to to the future is the motto of this state. Now keep in mind the heat got to Carmen and she cooled down. She wanted to cool down by going north to the future. Uh Minnesota. Alaska. Oh, okay, that's north. Carmen narrowly avoided death by hypothermia by cutting open a bear and okay. using his entrails as a warm blanket. Wow. She ended her pursuit in the smallest independent country on earth the vatican city correct in order to trap carmen and bring her to justice you have to name the country that matches to the following city okay queensland um that's australia correct bigfoot that's a city Mm -hmm. bigfoot yeah the name of a city yes canada you think bigfoot is a canadian city why not where else would Bigfoot be? America. Oh. So clearly America. Oh, sorry. What what state? Presidente Prudente. Presidente Prudente is the city? Yes. Um, in uh, Colombia. Brazil. Oh. Punky Doodles Corners. That's not the name of the city. Yes. Punky Doodles Corners. Yes. New Zealand. Canada. <sighs> Westward Ho! Exclamation point. An exclamation point is in the name of a city. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No. Just guess it. Okay. Latvia. United Kingdom. Ugh. So Carmen definitely got away from you. That's ridiculous. Uh, and on this show, you don't take anything home. No. You know what? No. I'll, I'll Venmo you 20 Carmen bucks. How come like some of them were like Queensland, right. a very large, populous city in Australia? Sure, sure, sure. And some of them were like westward. <laughs> I don't know. Point. Why? <laughs> Oh, weird. What state is Bigfoot in? You didn't answer that. I mean, I'll look it up on the website that I found these, which is Goofy Sounding Cities. <laughs> it feels like a little homophobic if, if Queensland is a is a goofy sounding city to them. Yeah. Wow. Goofy I typed in Bigfoot city. and the autocorrect was Bigfoot American flag shirt. That's the only thing it needs to be. Vatican City, smallest city in the world, or smallest uh, country in the world? It's in Texas. Really? Mm. Bigfoot, Texas. Um, second, I'm about to go to the second. I've been to the... Shut up, Siri. Can, I mean, at this point, we have to credit Siri as a co-co-host, right? <laughs> Here's what I found. You made so many in- interjections. The um, I've been to Vatican City, the smallest city in, in the world. In your eighth grade trip? Or the smallest country in the world. Mm. <laughs> no, that was my seventh grade trip. Okay. <laughs> 
And uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be in the second smallest country in the world. Can you name that? Your dick. <laughs> hey, Monaco. Mm. Monaco. But yeah, the geography is hard. The the male version of the name Monica. That's true. That is that is correct. Monica and Monaco are a pair of fraternal twins. <laughs> so, Carmen Sandiego, do you have ways that you would make this game show better? No, even? this was a borderline perfect game show. Wow. What would you put on a buzzer rating? For because that? of one production value. Okay. Two well-oiled show. Uh three a good mix of games with the buzzer multiple choice and wager the awesome set design they move around sets that's the other thing like the rounds like once the uh first person is eliminated they're like oh we've got to go to this country to find the person Mm -hmm. and so then they go to another set where they're quote unquote in that country and then like the carmen's world map is a whole nother set as well correct I thought it looked all it all looked wonderful. The theme was so persistent between every single scene and the Rockapella group. Uh, I give this a 4.8. 4.8 out mm-hmm. of 5 buzzers. All right, I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5 buzzers. Uh there my main issue is that I loved all of the things that you mentioned as mm-hmm. well. But because of them, there were like six questions in the whole show. <laughs> So that made it a little, a little tougher for me. Like mm. I'm like, come on, ask another fucking question already. Right. I want to see if I'm smarter than this 11 year old from 1992. And they were smart back then. Yeah, of course they were. Right. I was not. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a good show. I it's I great. think they're so after the Netflix series, they started making more games again. So I hope I I think they need to bring back the game show i hope they do and i hope and i hope the world's all different i hope that mark summers sits down in his his gross ass chair full of crumbs and sadness and lost hopes and dreams that never came to fruition wow and he watches this show and says oh this is what double dare could have been with if a double budget. dare had <laughs> had a budget seven hundred thousand more dollars and yeah. 150 more crew members yep that's what there's a lot of people involved in this show and there because there were moments where people would just run across the stage for no real reason (laughs) like weird stuff happened on this it this in some ways this show reminded me is if like you said hey chris gethard we need to make a children's game show really fast yeah this is kind of what would come of that Mm -hmm. a little bit of controlled chaos yeah exactly just kind of nonsense happening throughout and it being just wild and entertaining yeah yeah that is where in the world is carmen san diego we don't know we'll ne- we may never know we may we never know and also if you do find her please tell her that i love her if you do please find come her home please tell the authorities uh we need to have her apprehended and put on death row. No, fuck the authorities. Find an 11 year old that has gum on their shoes and tell them because they've been tracking them down. <laughs> That's true. We need ac- our Acme gum shoes. Yeah. The cops are useless. Interpol. Yeah. Here, morons. Here's the thing. Here's an idea. Here's an idea. Fire all the cops. Bring in all the gum shoes. I don't want cops controlling my cities and, and being corrupt. I want 11 year olds with magnifying glasses stopping crime. How many 11 year olds have killed a black guy? 
See you guys next week. I feel like we have to end on. That's a perfect question to end on. <laughs> Check us out on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs>